Well, hello, friends. It's a beautiful day here in Winter Park, Florida. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, but to heck with all that. I'm here with Pete Episcopo, and that's what's making my morning great. Pete, how are you doing? I am doing awesome, man. And um, I just want to tell everybody out there, it is, it, it's, a, it's an experience to be sitting across the, uh, the table just uh, commiserating with my buddy Jason here. And, uh, but we did get to have a, a little virtual... We watched the launch virtually last yeah. week. Space age hang time. I know, right? Was that not cool? At midnight? Like, it kind of felt like the whole world was asleep, and then there we were watching this night launch, and I think Shannon, your wife, was in yep. there. and yep. Yeah, my dog was out there, but he, he was kind of like comatose. But yeah, it was fun. You are so close to that launch when it goes off. It's like you, I, I don't know how, do your windows, you have to get different kind of glass to keep it from shattering or? It, you know, it really depends what way the wind's blowing, but you can, that rumble sometimes will actually get you out of bed. Yeah. And then, and the bummer is if I forget there's a launch, I go, darn, because then the whole house is shaking and then you're like, oh man, I missed the launch. And you go out there and there's just smoke, Yeah, you know, going up a trail. But yeah, that was fun, man. It was Good, good hang last week. Very cool. Hey, yeah. what's the name of that app? That app, I love it. And I, for me, it's just a picture of a spaceship on my phone now. But It is. I think it's called Space, Space Coast Launches. Yeah. It's called Space Coast Launches. And they actually tell you, uh, here's the rocket that's going up. Here's when it's going up. Mm -hmm. You need a reminder. It'll add it to your... Uh, you know, your calendar. So there's, hey, this was a quick tool time. Right, did, right? exactly. I know, right? So yeah, no, it's a cool app. Space Coast Launches. And if you're not fortunate enough to be close enough to see these uh, rockets take off, uh, Pete and I, Pete is close. Uh, I'm in Orlando with everybody else. And even from Orlando, we can still see the, the rocket take yeah. off and the large flame behind it. But if you're not lucky enough to be able to see that, uh, this app allows you to click a button. It takes you to the streaming YouTube channel where they show it. So not only can you use the app to keep up to date with when it's going to take off, you can also use it to watch the darn thing take off. Uh, what? Where? What time is it? Where are we living? This is crazy. What future is this? And we can you can comment. You can do all this kind of stuff. So those of you guys out there, you ever want to join Jason and I for a launch? Mm -hmm. Jump onto that app, man. Space Coast launches, and uh, we'll watch a we'll watch a launch together. Right. We don't just do it at midnight. We watch launches whenever they That's are. That's whenever they happen, man. And it'll remind you. So good to go. Yeah. All yep. right. Uh, in addition to talking about the amazing launches that take place here in in Central Florida and the Space Coast, uh, we've got the standard. And no, I'm sorry. We've got the extended Woohoo crew with new oh, new people yeah. and everything. How's the Woohoo crew doing? Woo! Oh my gosh, that sounded so scripted. <laughs> there was there was there was very little. Con or, that was just yeah. All right, but it, it did sound excited, and I think that's the important part. Uh, so Woohoo crew, it seems to me that we're about to start off and that means you guys are going to share some of the amazing media related stories that you found for us uh, as we all know it's october 24th it's that beautiful day we talked about and the stories today are earth shattering and our first one is going to come from tyler ozzy oswald so i actually have a little bit of uh i i got a double hitter today and Mr. Pete Episcopo is going to love this one. So you know how you're absolutely infatuated with Google now? I'm 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 uh, pleased with what they're doing. I wouldn't say infatuated, but I'm I'm enthusiastically pleased with. Are what's you ready happening. to become infatuated? Uh, let's go, go ahead. I can make you infatuated. Lay it on me. What do you got? So with PC gaming on its rise, 
there was a service back in the day that was called OnLive. The whole premise was they were going to take gaming and stream all the graphics processing through the cloud. Wow. Google's now doing this through something called Project Stream. Now, it's only in beta right now, but a certain executive producer of the podcast was able to get into Google's Project Stream and was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey through the Chrome browser. No way. And it was running only at 30 frames a second, but it was rendering beautifully really? with no lag whatsoever. Yeah, I was in, I was going to be playing Witcher the entire month, but mm -hmm. now I'm going to be playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey because A, it's free for me now, until January that is, and it's oh new technology just makes me excited and and but but for me it's that i can afford the technology it's getting to the point where chromebooks and things like that are like so this experience you're having is like if i can do stuff through the chrome browser i'm in so that's what i'm saying it is it's very appealing to me right now what they're able to do adobe if you're listening yes Chrome OS versions of the Creative Cloud. But go ahead, Tyler. I don't want to derail you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really wondering how it's going to work when they go to market with this. So when we saw OnLive way back, like this is an eight-year-ago service, and I only remember it because me and my brother were like, oh, this is going to be the... It was not good. Mm. Uh, what I'm imagining is going to happen when it goes to market, I hope it becomes a subscription service. Yeah. So we've seen everything kind of go subscription. Adobe used to be a one-and-done kind of thing, and now they have the uh, Creative Cloud Creative. as a subscription service yep. a lot of obviously streaming has become very subscription based you know youtube has their own youtube tv mm -hmm. youtube premium as well mm -hmm. you have obviously your netflix your hulus everything is going on a subscription based service so and, and that's highly sustainable for these companies and it seems to be an appeal there's at least an appeal to us so that model is working pretty good right now. Yeah, and I know right now PlayStation has something called PS Now to where you can stream PlayStation games on a PC, which tickles my funny bone because I get to play PlayStation games on a PC using an Xbox <laughs> controller. <laughs> Who would ever have thought that? <laughs> I get to cross-pollinate <laughs> everywhere on every console. <laughs> so I'm wondering if they're going to do that when they go consumer-based because it's just testing right now. There's nothing else about it besides we're just making sure the platform works on the newest, latest, greatest game. Yeah, I mean, the rumor is uh, with Chrome OS, too, that they're, uh, there's there's this rumor that they're going to, the next Pixel Book is going to be a dual boot Windows thing where you could actually run like Windows apps. But I, knowing Google, I don't know if they want to share that with anybody because these things are coming out. Like, look at these games that are coming out for Chrome browser. And you're like, no, man, if they could pull off games, they should be able to pull off more high-end apps. So I don't know. I, who knows what's going on there? But... This is something I think students should kind of be, you know, keep your ear to the track on it because if this hardware becomes super affordable and they're doing this stuff through the cloud, look out. So, yeah, that, that's an awesome that, – that's like kind of proves they can do the heavy lifting through the cloud. That's pretty crazy. I mean, we always talk about the rise of Google as our overlords, but this is definitely <laughs> the next step. So now we're processing graphics through the cloud. Next we'll process AI through the cloud because I already know they're working on that. <laughs> that's right. And then – we will bow to them. So if you are listening, <laughs> Google overlords, I want you to know that on today, way back in October 2018, I, Tyler William Oswald, was in full support of your leadership. <laughs> I thought your middle name was Ozzy. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Uh, Ozzy, how in the world did you get connected with such a, an amazing beta? Uh, how, yeah, how'd you, yeah. How'd you get well, in there? Work. Yeah. I gave him my email. What? <laughs> oh. So yeah, you have to sign up, but it's a selected list. So I took a nap. And I woke up and I was like, okay, spam email, spam email, spam email. You were accepted into Project Stream. Oh, hey, this is cool. And then I texted like five people immediately. On that list was one Jason Gillette. It's like, hey, guess what? I got some cool new toys. Hey, guess what? I got to do something you didn't. Now, now Jason's jealous. <laughs> I see like uh, like Tay and Ben are probably just shaking their heads like you sold your soul. <laughs> I sold my soul game. years ago. <laughs> I'm just shocked. I'm just a little shocked that they're going to make it so that you can't say browser-based game and have that mean anything anymore. They've made it so that the games can now... I mean, if you're playing through your browser window, you're accessing... I, the way... What was Project Stream uh, yeah. is the name of it? And what was the one you and your brother were into eight years ago? Uh, on Live. Yeah, and I remember that thing failing so hard, but it had every component of awesome making it so you could sit at home and choose games from across the different consoles across the platforms and play them right there in front of you it makes sense that it's taken seven or eight years for them to figure out how to get that uh well i guess the little packets and whatnot to run back and forth and talk to each other but that's that's intense yeah it's not it's not that it's new technology either like i said ps now has been doing it for the pc for the past year maybe even longer than that and they're doing it on the ps4 as well it's just now google has a hat in the ring and that's going to mean we're going to get more developments with it because now google's messing with it so everyone else is going to go well ah google's doing it now now we have to try to do it and now it's gonna make innovation we're gonna get this maybe to where in let's say three years we no longer have to buy these super high-end rigs unless you really want the top performance but if you're if you're a parent and you're looking to play games with your kid and they're all like yeah i've wanted to build a computer this entire time we don't have money for a console oh there's this like let's just ballpark it this isn't gonna be an official price and it's not like i have insider information it's going to be like $50 a year, maybe, for a list of games that you have access to. Right. The cost of one game. Yep. Bingo. And all you have to do is just click it. It'll go, okay, give us a moment. Okay, your connection's stable. Let's do this. Mm. Sustainable, man. It's sustainable. That model is, you know, at first when Adobe did it, everyone got mad because they're like, look, I just want to own CS6, and then I never want to upgrade. Can I just own the software? And then... They started bringing the price of that monthly um, subscription down to the point where you looked at it on the year and you go, you know what? If I had to buy a CS7 or CS, you know, it would cost me a lot of money. So, yeah, this might work. I, I should just budget for it. And I think people are. I think the model's working. So would you believe it or not, that wasn't the story I brought to you today. No way. What else you got? No. So we got a story of ethics, a battle of IP, and a war over royalties so for anyone not in the gaming community we now know that the original author of the books the witcher and for anyone who didn't know the witcher was originally a book series before cd project red took a hold of the rights and then made it the successful game franchise we know today so the original author now in 2018 has filed this lawsuit that in the letter that was sent to cd project red it said oh yeah this lawsuit has been in the making for you know some time now and i find that a little off-putting because there is a 2017 interview with the author of the witcher saying that you know yeah i'm really 
I'm kicking myself because I took a lump sum, even though CD Projekt Red did offer me royalties way back in the day. But now seeing the huge success, he feels like, well, that was based off my IP. I deserve more money. So this is kind of a battle of ethics. And there's even laws that they're citing that the lawyers are just like, there's nothing you can do. Uh, we have specific cited sources in your contract that say, you know, you might have actually unlawfully made X, Y, and Z based on the original deal you guys made. And <laughs> CD Projekt's right initial reaction was, come at me, bro. That's what contracts are for. I'm sure they're not new to them. You can download that stuff <laughs> off of the lawyer websites. And for crying out loud, it's not complicated. If you, you have a choice to either take a lump sum or a percentage and you choose the lump sum, you can't whine about it later. That's like not selling my stock before it crashed or, or something like that. And if I remember correctly, it was almost a similar story with Star Wars, right? A couple of the actors way back in like when the very first movie was ever being made just took a lump sum instead of royalties. But a few took royalties and now have made buku's amount of money off it. And George, George Lucas himself wasn't uh, had to make a decision on can I get the money to finish the film? What do I have to give up? He gave up. He gave up something and instead retained the rights to the, the toys, for crying out loud. That's where all the money came from. And those that took the lump sum now kick themselves to this day, but there's nothing you can do about it. But now the uh, author of The Witcher is trying to take them to court to say, well, I deserve more monetary compensation besides what I already got because you guys have made so much money off of my IP, off my product, off my work it's kind of going in the direction of where athletes are though like uh you know conditions change and you want to renegotiate and so what happens is like let's say this x receiver is the top in the league he's making this much but then all of a sudden somebody needs this other receiver so they pay them more than that and then the guy who was the top paid said hey wait a minute i'm supposed to be the top paid and they try and you know renegotiate and this this is now bleeding into if you will this genre and it's just it's something that yeah, you got to you got to keep an eye out on. And the other part that kind of it almost irritates me is that so The Witcher didn't really hit a stride until maybe the second game, the um the Assassin of King editions. Mm. That's when it at least hit my radar. This book series was probably way under the radar until CD Projekt Red took it under its yeah, wing and made games the, of it. The conditions changed. And yeah. he's still making royalties based off book sales and all that. And I know that one of the uh, MCBS faculties are listening to the audiobooks of The Witcher. Think of how much money he made just from people now knowing these books existed. How can he not say he was properly, you know... I, I'm, I'm losing the words just because this is such a ridiculous situation. Compensated? Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. There there was another word I wanted to use, but yeah. aye, aye, aye. You, you can tell this kind of infuriates me because ethically this is the way he went about it was complete and utter trash. Mm. I'm, I'm just going to say it now mm -hmm. because you had that 2017 interview saying, oh, well, whoopsie daisy. But I have a, this is me being conspiracy nut. I think the lawsuit was in effect almost days after that interview because he said that as kind of a throwaway line it's just like oh yeah i wish i i wish i took the money but then you know he he thought about it he ruminated on the idea and then at the very end of it he was like well i do deserve more money and then worked on this lawsuit with like three lawyers we'll see how it goes it's awful heartbreaking uh when a story that you care about has something negative like that attached to it 
Uh, a lot of times an actor will do something in public that makes it hard to like them or a director. And, and then when their films come out, you want to enjoy them. Uh, if J.K. Rowling went and did something terrible, it would affect how I feel about Harry Potter. And I'm getting the same uh, from this. It's clear you care about The Witcher, and it's disappointing that the author has behaved this way. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer to hear. It's It's not that I have a deep tie with the series itself, but it's just knowing that... I guess intellectual property and all that, especially in the age of new media where everybody's making so much content and putting it out there and knowing that somebody is going in and going, well, I, just because you did something way better than I did, it, it seems petty. It seems completely driven of jealousy almost. And I would maybe sprinkle in 15% agreed. It just tarnishes the aura of enjoying that particular uh, story or that actor or whatever you know it, it it's what's happening again you know it's we we're adjusting to it i think especially in the last couple of years too so we're we're adjusting to it well ozzy i appreciate you bringing that to us uh all the stories and all that all that emotion and uh, we'll, we'll see you next week my man i'm crying on the inside ah. <laughs> we're all crying on the inside now <laughs> thanks ozzy and next up we have our very own ben macaroni Mm. <laughs> ben, Ben, what in the world have you brought to us today? All right, so today I kind of sit here a little humbled. So everybody knows I'm a big sports fan, and I'm finally accepting the em- embracing the emergence of esports as oh. part of the sports community. So, really? Yes. So this weekend I went. Uh, I was in the airport, and I went. I went to find a light read, and I go right to the sports section, go to my ESPN magazine, and who's on the cover? Uh, I didn't know who this was. And if you're a Fortnite player, you might know who it is. A man named Ninja, who I guess is the face of the like, Fortnite and esports community, and he had a f- front cover and a full twelve-page spread. And I actually read it, and I'm finally embracing the fact that we didn't accept esports as a sports realm and a sports kind of entity, because it it really opened my eyes to the fact that esports is covered by ESPN right now, but it covered the fact that sports is esports is a competition. It's emerging right now, but they embrace the fact that. Sports is entertainment. People forget that. And if you do esports, you can also stream. And streaming is straight entertainment. And that's where Ninja made his money. And as I read further, I look into sports. You look into sports like like basketball or hockey. Basketball is Michael Jordan. Hockey had Wayne Gretzky. Every sport needs that one focal point to focus on. And Ninja is that. And if they focus on him, I think the esports community is going to grow as a whole. If you really emerge. You need that one face of the movement to really focus on. And right now, he's that. And if you look at the next couple of years, I think eSports is going to take over overall, the whole ESPN. Name ESPN, Fox Sports, any of those sports channels, eSports is going to be taking over. Now, that is absolutely true. I mean, if you look at, like, uh, how good young golfers are today, they're really good because of Tiger Woods, yeah. right? Now, I'm going to apply this even across technology. If you look at how good Google is making stuff, because Apple was making it really good. Like everybody kind of focuses on one thing and then boom, they all move in that direction. And But it needs its Gretzky, it needs its Tiger Woods, right? It yeah, needs need that, that face. polarizing face. And then that's what engages me. I, I don't have time to find out who the 10 stars are. I only have time to find out who, who who's everybody's money on. And if it's this person, 
yeah, okay, now I've entered it. It's an entry level way, but you've hit you you've gone right to the top, right? So you're that's how you enter this whole new genre of sports and entertainment, which by the way, ESPN is the entertainment sports network, right? So it's a perfect fit and yeah, that that's why that all happened. Yeah. Well, it even dripped into advertising because recently he's in Ninja's in a Samsung commercial where it starts out where a girl gets a Samsung phone, she plays Fortnite. Next thing you know, future Mm -hmm. wants her to play and then out of nowhere uh, ninja wants her on team so that little bit of marketing made me kind of lit the light in my head i was like who's this guy then i see the espn article i'm like oh and as i'm reading it and then as i'm actually later on in the day i'm sitting out i'm sitting out having dinner and i look at the tv and i'm looking watching a basketball game in my eyes i'm watching the game and i'm like oh okay i look down at my phone to look at the schedule and i'm like huh these two teams aren't playing i realized the whole time i was watching an esports event on tv and as I'm watching the event, they're, they're playing NBA 2K, and they're having a tournament, and the show goes on, and I didn't realize, uh, it was actually uh, Orlando Magic, or, sorry, Magic Gaming from Orlando. And what they do is they have a uh, tournament of 2K, but they have a full draft, and they treat the draft as if it's like an NBA NFL draft. And just and it was a small arena, but that whole spur of, like, the spark of an idea kind of lit the spark of me that this is going to happen in the next 10 years because with a lot of sports... It's about relatability. I'm a big basketball fan because I can walk outside right now, grab a ball, even like right now in this room, I can grab a little, you know, crumple up piece of paper, find a basket and just start shooting and I can relate to a basketball player. These gamers, they have more relatability than any other athlete. Well, and I'll count them as like, uh, athletes are a very broad term and I'll count them as athletes in this spectrum, but they have more relatability than any other sport I've seen because everybody globally, Everybody plays games. Like, you don't have the problem of baseball is America's pastime. They don't play it a lot of other places. Football is only played in America. Gaming is global. So and you're, this, yeah. yeah. These dudes are going to need, no joke, uh, agents, because you think of the products now, Jason, for example, right? Like, how, okay, which which cell phone manufacturer is going to want these guys, right, like, to, to be showing their phone? Uh, what gaming platform do they really recommend? I mean, those are big numbers, those contracts, and then there's residuals from those, royalties from those. You need an entertainment lawyer. You need a, a, a um, an agent. You need all that stuff. These dudes are going from just, you know, everyone thinks, oh, you're just in the basement playing video games. You're now, you now have the same issues that a full-blown athlete has because every these companies are going to want your face on their product, period. So this is getting, yeah. Yep, they want their headphones on your head so everybody can see them with a logo on the side. They want your their logo on your shirt. It's a uh, it's NASCAR. It's a uh, yeah poker back in the heyday when when everybody was plastered with all the magazine and gambling sites uh, logos on their shirts. And so now with full sale, right? With the Armada and the whole venue that we've just built. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, no wonder. I mean, this is yeah. this is it's, huge, it's, man. It's growing. I, I'm, I'm the first to admit I was skeptical. I, you know I me. Mean? I'm an old man in a young man's body. So I'm the first one to be like, this isn't real sports. This isn't what's, you know, sticking a ball. That's what I want. You know, throwing the pigskin around. I was last one to embrace this. And then I just had to see that little him on the cover and read it. I'm like, he's he's taking over my sports cover. And then I see on TV, it took that little spark to be like, I'm watching these guys play a video game and I'm entertained. And that's all it takes, and like it's, it's gonna be insane. Just the fact that you have so many, and it's not just like for basketball, like any game you can think of. They have Street Fighter tournaments, they have Mortal Kombat tournaments, they even have Call of Duty tournaments. There's tournaments for every type of game, so that's gonna grow the whole demographic of the gaming industry. I just wanna, I just wanna tell you something that was in a Forbes article. He's earning 
over $500,000 per month. I mean, that, if that puts it in perspective for you, Forbes magazine, we're not talking like, you know, Hoboken Auto Trader magazine here. We're talking Forbes magazine. Uh, he confirms, Ninja confirms he's earning over $500,000 per month. Yeah, yeah, he actually just moved into a gated community right outside of Chicago because yeah. he made so much money and there's too many fans. Like, there are kids who will just find his house and come up to him, knocking on the door, banging for an autograph. And that's, for a gamer, that's unheard Like To me, that in my mind, that's unheard of. Because yeah. I'm thinking, like, that's what you do for a, a star athlete, and that's how they are right now. Well, Ben, I'm really excited that you had this uh, this change of heart. Um, the the esports <laughs> yeah. community welcomes you. Uh, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? My thing is, I don't want technology to take over, but sports-wise, I guess i got to accept it, you know? Well, sure, absolutely. And and uh, this is just that next step in, in where we're headed. So, uh, I mean, there's obviously got to be people that, that hate the thought of esports because there's just people like to pick one side or the other. And I, I think that more and more people like you and me uh, not too long ago are going to shift our, our our feelings towards esports being a lot more viable. Maybe you and I can go hang out at one of the sports bars and watch Ninja play some Fortnite in the, in the near future. Yeah, it's actually funny you said that because it reminds me of a time I watched drone racing in yeah, a sports bar. Right. I was at a bachelor party last year, and you have you know you see all the movies, the stereotypes of a bachelor party going on, but us, you had twelve guys sitting at a bar at night watching drone racing on ESPN, and we were captivated. And they like there was a guy there on there whose whose whole career is he walks out to this giant plane in Colorado and all he does all day is just drone just that's his job it's like it's between that is the sports world is going to change in the next 10 years I, don't, I finally accepted it so hopefully I will be able to you know take a couple breaths and allow myself to enjoy the entertainment that is esports well Ben uh, again thank you for that thanks for bringing it to us congratulations on the on the shift in perception uh, Pete, I got to tell you, it's the, the blue skies out there are calling to me. I think we need to kick our shoes off and go run through a meadow. I'm hearing that. This went like really fast. There was so much though, right? There was a lot today, but yeah. Yeah. I'm it with you. Beautiful day. All right. Thanks, Woohoo Crew. Woohoo! And thank you, Pete. I'll, I'll see you next week. And all of us here at the We Are MCBS podcast look forward to talking to you next week on Halloween. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Woo!